And as we do every Wednesday, we have a segment called Community Stories of Things Happening in the Communities, stories about people, things happening in the Mankato, Southern Minnesota area. It's the Deep Valley Book Festival, and with us to talk about that is Rachel Hanel. She is a faculty member here at Minnesota State, as well as one of the coordinators of the Deep Valley Book Festival. Good morning, Rachel. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me. And you're a local author. I am. Yes. So That's you, what they tell me. That's what they tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, so you've written how many books now? I have one book that's been published. And that is? Uh, my memoir will be the last ones to let you down, Memoir of a Gravedigger's Daughter. And remember, she's from Waseca yeah. area, so it, it relates to people and places in Waseca and surrounding area. Yep. As do the Betsy Tacy stories, which we were chatting about this before we got on the air, is kind of where the Deep Valley mm-hmm book festival name came from. Absolutely. Deep Valley is the name in the Betsy Tacy series of children's books. Um, takes place in Mankato, but of course, Maud Hart Lovelace called it Deep Valley. So that is where we get the name from because why not take a piece of really quite famous literature that happened here in Mankato and make that the name of the book festival that's based in Mankato. And if you've been to Mankato, you'll know we are kind of in that valley mm-hmm. where the Minnesota River flows through as it meets the Blue Earth River. But we were chatting... <laughs> I am from Wisconsin, uh, not that far away, but, you know, just a, a few hours from here. And I had never, ever heard of Betsy Tacy until I moved to southern Minnesota here in Mankato. And they kept talking about this Betsy Tacy and this Betsy Tacy series and everything. And so I said to Rachel, I, sa- I asked, I said, well, I'm sure you have read all of the <laughs> Betsy Tacy books, you know, being that she's obviously a very literary person, have mm-hmm. been a writer yourself. And you said, "Well, yeah, now you've outed me. Um, I have, <laughs> I have not read the Betsy Tacy books, but I have a very similar story to you, which is probably even more mysterious. That I grew up in Wasika, right. not very far away, and I also had never heard of Betsy Tacy until I moved to Mankato. And I was a voracious reader. I was in the yeah. ma- in the Wasika library." all the time, but I think I was so focused on Nancy Drew (laughs) (laughs) that I never bothered to look anywhere else. So yes, those books were were completely unknown to me until I moved here. You know, maybe that's something we should put on our bucket list so someday. Absolutely. Right. But we do have, because of that, came the Deep Valley Book Festival title, and that is certainly about local Minnesota authors. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what is it all about? And this is how, what, the sixth? This is the sixth edition. Which means the sixth year. Yes. Okay. It, you know, we were back live this year, so we did oh. manage to have it last year. Via we, Zoom? Yep. We had a virtual edition, which actually went really well because, you know, with Zoom, you can bring in people who normally couldn't attend. They can't drive to Mankato. From all over the world. Yeah, so it was just really well attended virtually, but we are really excited to be back in person. Um, You know, things things have been back in person. The the city's open, the state's open, you know, people are out there doing things. So as long as it's safe to do so, we are having it live on Saturday, October 2nd at the Loose Moose Saloon and Conference Center in Mankato. So that is coming up as a couple Saturdays away. And now Loose Moose is downtown Mankato for yes. those of you who aren't familiar and they have a conference center down there so and it's a free festival which I, I love and and but it does require tickets it does there are a couple of events that we have that day that require tickets so it as always it's totally free to walk in the door it's totally free to mingle with the more than 50 authors and publishers that will be there with their books um, free to mingle with other readers um, just a really great event a lot of kids programming later in the afternoon that's all free but we do have 
have two special ticketed events. So one's at 10 o'clock and it's uh, a little coffee and treats is provided for $10. And it's a panel with authors that have put together, it looks like such a fun anthology. It's called Cooked to Death. I saw that. I'm like, (laughs) what in the world does Cooked to Death mean? So it's crime writers, like Uh mystery crime writers, but the whole idea, the whole theme revolves around food. Is that like that? There's this series I know of mysteries that's all about food, like the sugar cookie, something or other. Exactly. Is that it or is it a different? No, it's different, but it's along those kind of lines. Cool. I love those. I know where you're just doing the kind of these funny things with food and then this crime happens. And so uh, many authors who have contributed to that anthology will be part of a panel that morning. So that's only $10. uh, Coffee and sweet treats are provided and you get this really uh, more intimate interaction with the authors who are writing that kind of stuff. And then at 1130, we have a keynote lunch. So our keynote speaker this year is Will Weaver, and he's a well-known author from Minnesota. He lives up in the Bemidji area. He's probably most famous for his short story called A Gravestone Made of Wheat, which was turned into an independent film um, called Sweetland, which just, I think it came out about 10 years ago, 10 or 15 years ago. Critical acclaim. People loved it, um, so that really kind of launched his name out there. But he'll be talking over lunchtime about a book that he helped to edit, and that book is by John Hassler, another well-known Minnesota author, uh, famous for his novel Staggerford. Um, but John had written a memoir, uh, you know, written the manuscript, and then he passed away. And oh. so his family s- turned to Will Weaver because they were friends, and they said, "Will, would you help like finish up the manuscript, write an introduction?" And so at the luncheon talk, he's going to discuss that process of taking this manuscript that somebody had written, who then died, and the process of getting that out there and getting that published. And so that book is going to be available as well, John Hassler's memoir that Will edited. So that's lunch at 11.30. That's $25. And obviously lunch is provided as part of that talk. Okay. So those are some of the special things that are going on. And all Minnesota authors, have you met any of them yet? Yes. I mean, it's people who's, who have been at the Deep Valley Book Festival. Okay. You know, over and over again, we have definitely people coming back. We have new authors. Yeah, we have people that, that I know just from being connected mm-hmm. in the Minnesota community. So again, we'll have uh, more than 50 authors and publishers on More hand. than 50? Yes. Wow. Yes, we, we were limited. I mean, space is limited. Our waiting list is even longer. So Is it because of COVID that it's limited? or No, just the space. Oh, just because of mean, the space, period. You know, yep, you can just fit so many people into that well, conference Well, are you center. going to be offering it online in addition then, too? We will be offering an online version in March. So, oh, so this this isn't is it, will this be recorded then? Is what I'm the, wondering. Yeah, the, so the talks will be recorded that people can access for a fee later, just okay. because they are ticketed events. But we will be there th- on Facebook Live throughout the day. Oh, so if people nice. did want to check in. Hey, what's going on? We'll have some author interviews for Facebook Live. We'll have an inter- uh, introduction and a conclusion. So definitely go to our Facebook page. Will the ticketed events be on li- Facebook Live or no? No, those aren't on Facebook Live since they're ticketed. Events. But the other things yep, will be. Yep. So what else? will we be seeing on there then because I'm looking and you know those are specifically at a 10 o'clock cook to death Mm -hmm. and the lunch with Will Weaver at 11.30, and then I see there's uh, Joseph Nicollet and the Raiders of the Lost Stone at 1.15. What yep. is that so all about? So that's a free event. Um, it is Jason Willis. He's a teacher, I believe, in Maple River. Oh. And so he has a fun program. 
um, kind of a little like Indiana Jones-ish type of program that he puts on. Um, I think kids would really love that, but definitely all audiences just because it's historical and it's kind of a little adventurous, kind of an adventure story program that he presents. And then after that, we have music specifically for kids. It so says I, music with Miss Regina. Yes. So now who is that? Is she local? Is she's she? not local. I mean, she's from, um, I believe, southern Minnesota somewhere, but she also has books. And so she does um, these kind of children's music programs as well. So that says Give a Little Snuggle. That is one of her books, Regina Downing. And then there's drawings, so yes. you have to be present at the drawings, I assume. Yep, drawings throughout the day. So I think we have three separate times for drawings, must be present to win. We already have a lot of books to give away, so it's not like just draw one name, you get one book. I mean, there'll be like multiple yeah. drawings for multiple books throughout the day. And then I see there's authors after hours. Yes. So what is that? That's at a 4 p.m. Obviously, that sounds like an in-person thing, but tell yep. me about that. So one thing that we've received feedback on when we've had the book festival in the past is that the authors who are there, you know, we're at our tables, we're selling our books. We don't necessarily get to mix and mingle. Sure. But we don't really have time to do that with each other. And so people had said, well, could we just have some time afterwards if people wanted to hang out a little bit later, they can. And so that's what we've done here. But the public is welcome to join in as well. So if you get to the festival and oh, maybe you don't have a lot of time to talk, uh, you could always come at four o'clock and really have, I would say, more one-on-one -on -one time with the authors who are choosing to stick around um, for that, I guess, kind of quote-unquote happy hour type of event. Is it kind of like an expo where you go and there's, you mentioned tables. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe you're not attending all the events, but is there like an expo area where you yes. can go and just like walk around and look and say, oh, look, at I want to look at this author's books or... Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. You just come in. The authors are at tables with their books, selling their books right there. And then the programs, if you've been to Loose Moose, there's kind of a little separate room, you know, a little mm -hmm. kind of conference room. So yes, it's totally possible just to come in again, totally free, wander around the tables, find that next new book for your reading list. Winter's coming up. We need to stock up with some books, right? Um, holidays are coming up. It's a great time to buy direct from authors and any author will tell you that that is the best way that you can support authors is by buying books direct from them versus from Amazon yeah. or online or you or know I mean you know we don't need to criticize Amazon I mean or, they, or Barnes and Nobles you know yeah. versus is it better in person if you can it is because a lot of the authors you know for example for myself I buy my books at a discount so then I can sell them, you know, at, at list price oh, or sure. maybe even a little less. And I'm going to make a lot more money selling the books myself than if people buy them from another party. So that is just something that um, if people can do that and, and being able to talk with authors right there in front of you. I mean, what could and be better? And have them sign the book. And have them sign the book, have them for yourself, for your kids, your grandkids, you know, whatnot. It's just that personal touch. Right. And so yeah. you mentioned, was it 50 authors you said or yes. something like that? Yes. So tell me where, how do you procure, procure these authors? How do they get here? Are they all like all, all genres, for example? All genres, books? yes. 
um, you know, it's it's nice to have some legs now, so to speak, that we've been doing this for six years because we do have authors that signed up with us six years ago and they oh. and they like it. And so they just keep coming back. And then the word starts to get around the longer you do it. And so I think people know that we have this every year. They know to look for us. And if they have books to sell, this is a great place to do it. Can you give us, I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you give us an, some of the, the authors that are going to be there other than we mentioned the keynote, for example, yep, some yep. other maybe samples of who people might know or want to know? Yes. Well, I do have a friend. Her name is Lisa Simons. She's over in Faribault. She's written more than 40 books, I believe, for kids. Oh, my goodness. Um, a lot of that uh, nonfiction kind of factual type of books for kids. So she will be there with a lot of her books. Um, Joy Riggs is also on our planning committee. She's over in Northfield. She's written a book about her grandfather, who was a uh, community band director in Minnesota, mm. um, you know, decades ago. But that was such a fun story, too. And we have, like you said, all sorts of genres. You have the mystery writers. You have the romance writers. You have the science fiction writers. Obviously, you have the kids' authors. Um, Fox Point Publishing is out of Austin, Minnesota. And uh, her name is Kirsten Hall. And she has a whole roster of authors authors who will be there at the festival selling their books and a lot of those are specifically for kids. So are a lot of these mainly unknown authors would you say? Um, I guess if you if you're on if you're quote unquote unknown is like New York Times doesn't yeah, right, know about right. them. <laughs> They're out of the list. Or the Minnesota Star Tribune or Minneapolis Star Tribune yeah. doesn't know about them. Yeah, you know, are they on the bestseller list? No. But they are out there just pushing out so much fantastic writing. And again, what a great opportunity to find I would just call them hidden gems and find something to read that maybe nobody else is reading and you can just have something really unique. All right, so who is this for? Is this for authors? Is this for people who are thinking about becoming authors? Is this for people who just likes to read? Is it for kids? Is it for old people? I mean, who are we? I who is your audience? Everyone. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. Everyone is welcome. Um, you know, as authors, we obviously love the opportunity to get in front of potential readers, right. right, and be able to sell books. But isn't there, you know, the the stereotype of the author? You're like all kind of quiet and shy in your writing room, and you just kind of want to be by yourself. Do you think that's me? Well, that's not. Right. <laughs> Rachel, but you know, <laughs> I'm, yeah. just, I'm, I'm just being silly. Uh, but you know. know what I mean? Abs just, yeah, but uh, for some writers, I'm I, I'm sure that they're just like I don't want to, but they, but it's a, I guess an opportunity maybe exactly because would, they're not out there otherwise. Yep. I, I would say even if somebody did feel that way, they know that if they want to sell books, they have to do stuff like this. Force themselves. They do have to force, and so yeah. maybe some do feel like that. But but I would say, uh, you know, even if you have a, somebody who's really shy. If you can get them talking about their book and what they do, they become really excited. And now my kids, you know, are voracious, voracious readers. Great. Probably sounds like you when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. Where I mean, they're at the library every week, 30, 40 books, and oh, they yeah. read them all. That's yeah. great. So, I mean, would they be interested? Would it be, I mean, would there be young adult kids? Yes. Or yes. kids things yes. too? And kids, young adults, absolutely um, send them down because there, there really is literally something for everyone. So while those speeches or talks are going mm -hmm. on, the special panels, and then other people who maybe didn't want to get a ticket, they yep. could just keep walking around yeah, doing yeah. whatever. Yeah, Absolutely. Anybody? Nope. Oh, cool. Exactly. <laughs> wow. What else should we know about this? Well, I would like to let people know just um, for one thing, because it is free, we have a lot of support 
from the community. We have all sorts of sponsors. I can't name them all because then I would forget one. But if you go to our website, deepvalleybookfestival.com, you can see all of our sponsors there. So we are so appreciative of the generous support that we have from um, sponsors in Mankato. And a lot of them are, are corporate or their businesses, their entities. But we also have a lot of sponsorship from what we call festival friends. So for $25, you can become a festival friend. You help support the festival. You help keep it free. And uh, for this go around, if you're a festival friend, your name gets put into a drawing at the end of the day for a giant festival friendship bag of books, which is, I think at this point, it's a $250 value or something like that. So it almost, you could think of it as a little raffle, you know, for $25, you have this chance to win a large number of books. You would not have to be present to win for that. Um, So we just do appreciate the support. We've had support from Prairie Lakes Regional Arts Council grant money. We've had support from the Minnesota State Arts Board. Um, So we are a nonprofit. Any money that we do receive just goes right back into the festival for the next year. Yeah, I was looking at that. So to be a festival friend, Mm -hmm. and then that means you're a member, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So what are the other benefits of being a member? Uh, Well, it would just be you've supported something really great. You get your name in the program. You get your name on the website. You get a chance to win um, this bag of books. So it's, uh, and and we've been so pleased. Like the list has just grown and grown. I think we started with like six friends or something, and now we have so many. Rachel, I know this is something that always gets you going. You (laughs) love the Young Writer and Artist Competition because you were one of those at one point in your life Mm -hmm. as well. When you started out as a young person with writing was, you know, I think when I grew up, it was like everybody looked at, oh, the jocks, the sports and everything. It kind of got a lot more attention than maybe if you're a good writer or something, Mm -hmm. nobody really, eh, whatever. Do you think that has changed through the years? And now they have like things like this, the uh, competitions to really recognize that? Yeah, you know. It's amazing to me how many times I will meet someone and, you know, we're talking about books, we're talking about being a writer, and they'll say to me, my daughter wrote a book or my granddaughter wrote a book and they're like in junior high or high school like they have written books I mean yeah I would have never in a million years when I was young thought that I could write a book and I think I will write a book I mean it's I think it's just so much more accepted and also like the technology is better right I mean if we wanted to write books we would have had to like write them out by hand right right (laughs) use a typewriter or something so it's a little easier a manual in fact yeah exactly so I think that um and I just love hearing that because like okay if you wrote a book in high school maybe it's not the best book ever written but you have just set the foundation to becoming a real you've had such a head start to becoming an excellent writer in the coming years. Well, so tell me about this year's competition. Each year, I know there's a, a deadline, I think mm-hmm. by, oh, I think it, that was June, June 30th. Yeah. yeah, so all that's done, but yep. each year, I, I recall they have a theme or something. There tell me a, a little bit about what's, what's yes. That, yes. what was it this year and yes. how did it go? Yes, so we ask uh, for submissions uh, from young people ages 7 to 17. From Minnesota? Anywhere. Oh, anywhere. Anywhere. In fact, I think we got a couple of submissions from Alabama this year or something. So if people have kids, grandkids, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever, we definitely love them to encourage uh, their their young people in their lives to sign up for these writers and artists contests. So for the writers, we just ask for a story. It can be fiction, nonfiction. Uh, This year's theme was family. 
Oh. Um, so they just submit that. Um, then there's the Young Artist Contest where we ask them to illustrate a scene from a book. Wow. And I tell you, I mean, this art, I was just looking at them the other day. I mean, it's stunning. These are young people and just the art they turn in, it's amazing. All right. So the theme was family uh, and uh, just wondering how many or, uh, yeah. entries did you get? I think we got a couple of dozen uh, between the writing and the artist okay. contest. Um, we are always looking for more. So this is something that happens every year. So if people can just put it on their radar, deadline is always around June. If you have young people in your life, definitely encourage them because we do give out cash prizes. So first place is $30, second hey. is 20 third is 10 And those are different. We have five different age categories. So okay. the odds are pretty good that you could get some cash out of I this. I was just wondering if you work with the schools. It seems like a perfect thing like an English teacher it, or something could incorporate into their classroom. We've had that done in the past. And every year we, we do. We let the schools know. But last year was kind of last a weird year. Last year was really weird. Yeah. So I think it was very difficult <laughs> for teachers to do any kind of extra type of things in their class but we hope that could change for this coming and year. And so will those awards be presented then? They will be presented at three o'clock. Oh so that's a, okay yes. something going on at the event. Yes. All right so that is coming up Saturday October 2nd from 9 30 a.m. to 3 p.m. and they even have an after hours mm -hmm. reception to follow with authors that you can all hang out with. So do you have to be there all day? Nope. Nope, don't, do not have to be there all day because we do have those three separate drawings. So if you came in the morning, hang around for the drawing. You can leave at that point, early afternoon, kind of more toward the end of the day. So there's plenty of opportunity, no matter what time you come there, to um, take part in the festival, to go to one of the programs if you want. You know, we, we encourage ticket sales ahead of time if you want to go oh. to the morning panel or the lunch. But certainly if you get there that day and you make that last minute decision, hey, I think I would like to go to this panel or talk, that you could do that. But you mentioned things are limited. So has anything been sold out yet? Nothing sold out yet. Oh, okay. So that's where, but, but it would be best if you could buy it ahead of time just in case in the next 10 days. By going to? www.deepvalleybookfestival.com. You can buy the tickets right there on the website. And I see it says it's the largest literary festival of its kind in southern Minnesota. This is its sixth year, the Deep Valley Book Festival. Rachel, what are you most excited about for this year? I am just excited to see people again. Oh, okay. To be in person. <laughs> Will you wear a mask or anything? As oh, a yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, just what what does the city say? What does Lou Smooth say? Okay. Um, but certainly masks, like the CDC says, masks are certainly recommended if you sure. just want the ultimate protection. Um, but, but um, you know, there's obviously sanitizing um, things available for sure. people there too. It's yeah. just good to know that. So if yeah. people are, or but you mentioned a lot of these things will be on the Facebook. Yes. So they just go to Deep Valley Book Festival on, on the Facebook. Facebook to find mm -hmm. it as well, yep. or on the website, I see Deep Valley Book Festival as well, the sixth year, and it is live in person this year coming up. So it sounds wonderful. Anything else you think is important for people to know? I would just say if you really feel like either you can't make it this year, you really don't want to make it this year, um, we do have another virtual edition coming up on March 5th because that was so successful last year that we think we're just going to keep that on the regular rotation with a live event in October and then a virtual edition in March. So what is the virtual, Is how is the virtual dif edition different? Is it this similar, all different or? It's similar in the ways um, where we have panels 
Like pre, we okay. in, in the past, we had pre-recorded panels. So we had some workshops. We had some live writing workshops. And so I think come March 5th, we haven't planned it out totally yet, but there would be a mix of panels. There'd be a mix of writing workshops. We still would have the drawings. We still would have the friendship bag of books. Um, so a lot of things that you would find at the live festival, you'd find online as well. I'm kind of excited. to. I should become a member just to win that bag of yes, books. Because, you know, you know, my boys would just be, you know, so if you, if you want to, Reach out. Yes. Uh, do you need to come to, or you can can you buy that or do you, that you, on, donate online? You to can do just that. donate online, and oh. again for that drawing, you don't need to be present to win. I'm glad so you. Just, s- yeah. I'm glad you said that. I might just have to do that I because think you should. You know, our house is starting to look like a library. Yes. What should we do with all those books? Because there's so many books. Rachel. I know. I have the same problem. Yeah. And, and and it's hard. Even though you think, oh, I really should get rid of some books, it's hard to find the ones you should give away. Well, my boys love to reread some. They've already well, read some. Absolutely. You know the dragon. Uh, what is it? Uh, Wings of fire. Okay. Have you heard of those? I doubt it because I'm not really. And that's not really it's my fantasy. Genre. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> My boys and their friends, that apparently is the big thing. Okay, I believe it. So we had, this. you'll love this. So as a family, my 14-year-old, he was 13 then or 12, I don't know, decided we should all have our own family book club. So I have read a bunch of the Wings of Fire. They're about these dragons in these imaginary lands, which is is not my genre. Right. Not my interest. But you know what? For your kids, you do that. Absolutely. And and they're actually kind of cute books. I, I bet they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, I would normally have never picked something up like that. So I'm sure at the book festival yes. here, even if you think it's not your thing, you never know. It's great to keep an open mind. Right. You know? I'm just telling you, wings of fire. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I kind of like Betsy Tacy. That's on our list now. <laughs> I would probably read that first. I would probably read Betsy yeah, Tacy first. I, yeah. I'm guessing. You, you know, we're, we're, we're old journalists, right? The fantasy stuff doesn't quite jive it, with our I'm guessing background. Maybe, maybe that's why. I think for me, that's why. I think that's probably why. But yeah. anyway, Rachel, it's always a delight to have you on the show. Thank you for talking about this. The Deep Valley Book Festival coming on uh, October 2nd. And go online. They have all this great information of how you can become a member and win some books and learn some new things. DeepValleyBookFestival.com. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Okay. Thanks. All right. Always fun to have Rachel. And she's a, a very wonderful faculty member here at Minnesota State as well. So you can take her for a class. Yes. <laughs> what class is it you teach again? I teach in mass communication. So the writing classes is what I focus on specifically. Would you send some students my way? I am just... <laughs> yes, I would love to. I am having just the hardest time getting people to apply for like doing podcasting and things at the station and news. And they should be. Oh. It's a struggle everywhere, though. I think everybody's having a hard time. They to are. Find. Tell them it's great experience. I do. Believe me, I do. All right. Well, I'll be, I'll be sitting. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should hold my breath, but I'll... <laughs> All right. I will let people know. Tell them. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Rachel. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, just a little recruiting while we're on the air.